Welcome to Long Box Society with your hosts, Steve Trista and Bobby Jakes. Welcome to Long Box Society Podcast, episode 16. I am Bobby. It's okay. I'm, I'm Bobby, and guess who's back? This guy. Better than before, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know if anyone noticed, but I noticed. No one ever notices me. <laughs> so it's been a while, man. It has been quite a while. Um, I think from the last time we spoke, we I think just talked about the Rogue One trailer, if I remember perfectly. Yeah. And um, I think you did a couple of reviews of some of the DC uh, Rebirth books. And from last week's episode, they have uh, they kept you, Bobby. Mm-hmm. What book was that again? What that, that that kept you? Um, you know, there's a couple actually. Um, Ooh, I, like I re- to hear this. Now. I was reading Nightwing, and uh, mm-hmm. I w- I wasn't gonna completely axe that book. I was just gonna actually wait till it was all in a nice, pretty collected edition, and then get it that way. But I thought, you know what? Whatever, fuck it. I'll I got a late week. I'll grab it anyways. That's and awesome. It bro. was good. Uh, the other one was uh, Batman Beyond. Yes, Batman Beyond. Yes. Yeah, like I didn't think I was gonna like that story. I was like, Tim Drake as Batman Beyond. I was like, I didn't know where they're gonna go with it, and if it was gonna, if they're gonna do a full run on it. Like I didn't know what was happening, but they went sixteen issues with it, and like they ended it like absolutely <laughs> perfectly, and yeah. it made me want to read the Rebirth Batman Beyond, which that I'll probably get the collected edition of. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Tim Drake, he's been popping up in the news lately. I'm not sure if you're up to par with... Uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but... No, do tell. Are you caught up with what's going on in... I don't think so. Okay, you know what? I'll let you read it because it's really cool. We'll are, do it, uh, are, are you talking about like movie news or... Uh, comic news. The character Tim Drake. Okay, because I did hear that there was someone... There was rumors of casting for Tim Drake. Oh, that's a movie too. You know what? That's the other thing too that uh, it didn't even... Uh... I didn't even think of that just now because it's the guy's name, but yeah, I'm talking about the comic. Something happened today in, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have detective comics. I haven't got the book yet. Um, but yeah, I, I heard there was a big shocking reveal and that's why I keep reading that book because it's good and it's 10 times better than the Batman series, (laughs) but yeah, it's good. But yeah, there's, if you've read it today, um, obviously by the time you hear this, you probably already know what happens. I haven't read it yet, so I won't say anything. So maybe we'll talk about that next time. But somebody dies in the team. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to read that. I wish I had the book in front of me so I could read it, but I'll have to wait. Interesting stuff. Did not have uh, and a chance. Also, to yeah. So his name has been popping up a lot. Tim Drake. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if this is just all a coincidence or or maybe they're um, trying to shine a light on someone. Who knows? I don't know, but yeah. Out of all the Robins, who was your favorite? Tim Drake was the first Robin I was exposed to. Um, I really? think Tim Drake was, yeah, because in the 90s, A Lonely Place of Dying was one of the first by George Perez. And uh, I think Jim Starlin did that did the writing on that. Uh, oh, again, yeah. don't quote me. I might be wrong with that. But um, it was the first time uh, I heard that Robin obviously died earlier i didn't know how he died mm-hmm. and the first book that pretty much uh came out i picked up was the introduction to this new kid named tim drake so growing up in the 90s he wasn't such a nerd like they make him now i'm not sure if you agree with me on that or not i feel like he's too he's too nerdy they write him too nerdy now whereas in the 90s he was just like this young kid who he's just really smart he was just really intelligent yeah yeah he was, that the- was my first robin and then Jason Todd grew on me because I really like the Red Hood. I think the Red Hood is, yeah, it's a Punisher ripoff, but it's yeah. just bad. True. I like, <laughs> I mean, I obviously, I like, being a Nightwing fan, I like the Dick Grayson story because I find that story, like his origin story is so cool on its own. Like You're admitting it, you like Dick. Go I ahead. love Dick. I got, a, I got a big dick for Dick. As long as it's a healthy diet, <laughs> eat all the dick you want. Go ahead, man. But I just, I just think like, obviously he's the OG Robin. He was the first Robin I was exposed to because I was first exposed to uh, Batman when I was watching the Adam West series. So 
Um, I always knew yeah, that's true. That's true. That Robin as as Dick Grayson, and then through the animated series too. That's kind of kind of how I knew who he was. I didn't know who Tim Drake or Jason Todd were until I was like well into my twenties, actually. But then I put oh, two, two, oh. two together with the animated series. I was like, oh, that's why there was a smaller Robin. I never really understood that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dick's like origin story is probably the coolest out of the two because, um, I mean, it's flying Grayson's. Flying Grayson's. He's a, he's a circus performer. His parents get killed, so there's automatically that connection between, you know, Bruce and Dick, where the other two kind of just forced their way into his life, I guess. Do you know how Tim Drake was? How he? Uh, yes, he his origin. He figured out um, his he identity. Figured out the fucking identity of Batman. Yeah, like, he, how fucking cool is that? Yeah, but you know who else did that too? <laughs> In the in okay. in new comics, Harper uh, Harper Road does that. Oh, for fuck's sakes! Yeah, Whatever. so it was a complete robot. That was that was a terrible character, but um, yeah. yeah, I just thought that was cool. Like, because you could almost do like a Robin like movie, have nothing to do with Batman, and like he has enough like origin story that's that's really you know interesting enough on its own that like, you could you could hold a book with that. And the mantle's been taken quite a few times, even in different like universes and. Yep. And stories and stuff like that. So very cool. Yeah. So that's interesting. Thank you for not spoiling it. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about at first, but but now I know and I don't want to know. But well, I think you should read it because oh, I'm definitely gonna read it. There are a lot of layers to what's going on. It's really cool. I'll did, leave it at that. Did you see pictures of uh, the Ghost Rider for uh, Agents of Shield? Was there a trailer or was it just photos? There was a trailer. I didn't watch the trailer. Or is it, are you talking about the trailer that was at SDC? No, there's like a TV trailer. Like I saw it this morning, actually. I, I'm looking just, at a picture of it right now, but um, if you want to elaborate on that trailer, it doesn't matter. You can go ahead. Oh, I mean, like I was a big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I watched the first two seasons and then yeah. it kind of got a little bit boring in the second season. So I stopped in the third season. I completely skipped. But now like with this, this is kind of what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans have been waiting for this whole time. Really? It's, to actually have some sort of Marvel character in it, aside from like, I don't know, they have a lot of like C list characters, not even, they have like F list characters that they bring into it. Mm-hmm. Like they had Lady Sif was in it one episode or a couple episodes. They had um, uh, Deathlock, um, characters like that. Yeah. But this is like, you know, this is big, right? And like they're using the new iteration of, of Ghost Rider, not Johnny Blaze, they're using the the all new ghost rider um which is kind of cool um he looks awesome i mean it looks 10 times better than the nick cage ghost rider so there's that for a tv show i mean they're really stepping it up with all these effects i mean with these comic book shows it's really showing you that uh you really we need to make wait for like a movie i almost wish they they put ghost rider in a netflix series though Instead of Agents of Shield, like I don't you think he would have been better off in like the Punisher series as like a cameo or something like that. I'm surprised ABC didn't uh, give up the rights to Marvel so they can just do it through Netflix because I think it'd be a lot darker of a show. Not necessarily like dark, like but more adult Dax, theme. Dax yeah. Snyder dark. If I, <laughs> that's like a new pigment. Um, <laughs> but uh, it would have just been a little bit more higher in budget, I think. Yes, that that's the thing, right? Like the Netflix shows look like almost like movie budget shows right yeah so i think they got some more money to work with but i think it looks good it doesn't look cheesy at all like he actually looks really good and uh even like the his alias looks good too um he's like a believable looking ghostwriter but yeah i just like since he's such a dark character and like you kind of want to be like frightened by him i almost feel like he would be better off in like uh a Punisher thing, or like he could be part of the Defender, something like that. I think that would have yeah. been that would have been a lot cooler move. I don't know if they'll integrate that somehow. Who knows? But probably not. Well, you never know, man. I mean, from the footage I've I've, I've seen, again, I haven't seen any video, but I'm just looking at more so some of the the pics online. He looks pretty dope. Yeah, it looks I, it I looks remember, straight from the I comic book. Vividly shitting. I remember vividly shitting on the show before. <laughs> fucking even came to light i was just like yeah it's gonna be terrible yeah but uh again i was proven wrong and hopefully uh i mean i'll watch agents of shield i haven't watched that show for 
ever. So yeah. Now I gotta. I feel like I have to catch up on the last season, which I don't want to have to do because I heard it was like a giant pile of shit. But oh god. Uh, other TV stuff. Uh, we're getting a Black Lightning show. I didn't hear about this. Go ahead, man. Really? Yeah, uh, Jeff Johns is uh, obviously really pushing hard for this, and uh, we got we're getting a Black Lightning uh, TV show on uh, Fox. So okay. it'll they'll probably do one season off Fox and realize that it's not going to survive on Fox. Then it'll be on CW. So I'm not really familiar with uh, like I know the character. I know his '70s outfit, but yeah, uh, I'm not, familiar, not familiar with like the newer iteration of. of this well, character. I mean, they don't really have him in uh, new continuity. Uh, continuity, I think. I don't think he had like a new Fifty Two book either. They just kind of like inter- interviewed him and stuff. But uh, he uh, Black Lightning. This, sorry, go ahead, man. Black Lightning is basically like uh, Electro, I guess. Like he just has lightning powers, and uh, he was kind of like a strong black character in the '70s, and that's when they really brought him into it, right? And if you if you look at his old costume with the uh, the afro, that was actually part of his costume. Like he would put an afro on to disguise himself. Yeah, because because the way he is now, he just has a mask, right? Which like. You know, domino mask. You could probably figure out someone's identity, but uh, do you think this is DC's answer to Luke Cage? Uh, maybe. They might be looking at okay, who are some, who are some characters that we have that are you know a little bit more diverse, and this this might be their way of doing that. I think I think it's a good way of bringing Black Lightning, you know, into the spotlight for once as you know a kind of a unknown character because that, that that's jeff john's thing right he likes taking those like unknown characters and just you know bringing them up and uh doing something with them i don't know if this is the right way to do it i mean like i th- I still believe like a john stewart green lantern would really be their way of doing that but <clears throat> this is cool like I'll, I'll definitely watch it like i think that's that's a cool concept it's something that we've never seen before i don't think black lightning is was even in uh smallville um wasn't black lightning um do you remember when dc i don't know if they bought the company out in the 90s but there was like a a comic um publisher i think called milestone comics and it was predominantly black african-american heroes so static shock was one of those characters but i don't know if dc absorbed those characters so like a static shock a dc character or he is yeah so i'd imagine black lightning was associated with static shock yeah so i think they both I, have the same powers. I think once they had Static Shock, they kind of, I think Black Lightning kind of took a back seat because they had the Static Shock TV show and yeah. he was featured on Batman Beyond and stuff like that. So Yes, he was. That's right. Um, I think, yeah, I think since the powers are so similar, but yeah, when they, I've, I've definitely read books where those two are working together. And um, my first introduction to Black Lightning actually was in uh, Grant Morrison's Final Crisis book. He he, okay. he plays a small role in that, so that that was the first time I ever saw him, and he's always um, in all the other kind of stories that I've seen him in. He's always been, uh, he's like kind of like a retired hero, okay. And he like used to be Black Lightning, and and he you know and he always ends up coming back and being Black Lightning again. So I think how they kind of spun Stack Shock is that Stack Shock was like a kid, and he's like kind of like this seasoned hero and. That's how he kind of brought him back into it. But they're doing yep. the same kind of thing here. I guess the storyline is that Static, or sorry, um, Black Lightning was like, is he's like a, basically a retired superhero. And uh, all of a sudden his daughter or his niece like starts basically fighting crime like in the city and everything like that. And um, he comes back, I guess, to, to help her or something like that. So, um that's pretty mm-hmm. much all I got from that, but that's kind of cool. We're not, we're not getting. I know there's they're starting to get like so many DC TV shows, but at least it's not another show where it's okay. Here's the origin of this character. Here's, you know, it's gonna be like he's established as Black Lightning already. It's kind of like a Ben Affleck Batman type thing, right? Well, it'd be worse if they just did like a Diggle show. <laughs> he doesn't have any fucking powers. I mean, he shoots people, cool, but Diggle should be Black Lightning. Could you imagine? Can you imagine if he's yeah, Black but, Lightning the whole time? Listen, listen, I, <laughs> the whole time. No, but like, could you imagine they they had 
Diggle take the mantle? That's actually a great idea because everybody knows who Diggle is. Anybody who even reads the Green Lantern, because um, I know they took Diggle the character and put him in the comics. Yes. From the show. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, some people wouldn't be cool with it, but I'd be cool with it. Why not? I would be fucking so cool with it because it'd be like a new person taking the mantle of the character. So I think Bobby, that would be a great idea if 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 Diggle ended up becoming or, or being the black lightning i mean sick. there were so many like conspiracies that diggle is john stewart that was another one really? yeah. i've never even heard of that that's crazy yep they're like oh he's gonna get the ring and because they they teased that green lantern in an arrow before yes they did and so they were kind of like oh he's gonna be john stewart and everything it's like that his name's john like it's like no that's but yeah that'd be cool he's already established think, right i don't think anybody with the last name diggle could be or take the mantle of, of a lantern. It's just <laughs> whatever. Um, there's a, there's another thing I want to talk about too. Um, Legends of uh, Tomorrow. There this season they're doing a mixture of Justice Society of America and the Legion of Doom. Okay. And they just spoiled um, two confirmed villains that will be part of Legion of Doom. One being the Reverse Flash from season one of the Flash. So not, not like Wells, like the guy who's actually Eobard Thawne. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. Keep going. Okay. So he's going to be one of the villains in the Legion of Doom, and so is Damien Dark. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> so they're bringing Damien Dark back. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Because he was so good in season four of Arrow. Didn't Ollie beat him to death and stab him or some shit? Yeah, after like... I tried, to, I tried to forget that, but you just reminded me of it, so it's back in my brain. Thank you, Bobby. Just like 24 episodes of, of like, when are they going to stop Damien Dark? And then, like, Oliver kicks his ass in, like, five seconds in the last episode. In the middle of a civil, like, yeah, war. Yeah, in the middle like of the, the Dark Knight Rises um, riot scene. It really was the riot <laughs> scene, just like the poor man's version. Yep. Oh, my God. I, I I still think he's like absolutely the worst villain on TV. Like that was like he would have been fine for like one episode, but like the whole fucking season, I was just like, oh my, god, I'm just I can't stand you know, this guy. It was the actor. It was the actor. Yeah, I couldn't stand it. He looked, he looked like a giant, like a man baby. Yeah, and he had even had baby hair, or at least whatever he had left of it. He looked like a like a store manager at the Gap. I just. I didn't want to. I just. I just didn't want to look at him anymore. You look like like one of those little Russian dolls. You know the ones that absorb each other. You look like one of those. <laughs> he looks like Eminem's stepdad. <laughs> just everything about him was wrong. He looks like Teddy Ruxpin. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those are two villains. I'm like, uh, like I. I kind of wish they had different, like villains instead of crossing over yeah. ones that just failed in other seasons of shows but i don't know what can you, what can you do man what do you, th- um, what do you what do you what are you thinking about uh supergirl on cw you gonna watch it no no even you know what like i remember really watching pushing it really i remember pushing it yeah though, i know right? i i remember watching the pilot and like being like eh, this show's not really for me it kind of seems like it's more for like the female audience and which but, is fine but they like i watched not at the full episode, but I watched a clip of uh, Martian Manhunter on it. Fuck, he looks so good. Really? He looks amazing on that show. And, like, like I, th- I think they've been hesitant to use him in other things. He's like, oh, how are we going to make him not look cheesy? But, like, he's not in, like, CG. Like, he's full get-up, and, like, he looks really good. So I think he's such a cool character that it's a shame we don't get to see him in the movies, at least not yet. Yes, and if anybody's interested, I'm I'm currently reading the new Fifty Two version of Martian Manhunter. The they did a a solo book for him. You went back. I I I picked it up and I'm like, all right. I I remember reading the first couple issues and then and then I forgot. I missed one issue. Then I'm like, fuck it. I'll wait till the the whole book's out. So I got the whole book and I'm reading again. And I'm like, this is a really good fucking book. Like if you're if you've ever been curious about Martian Manhunter and like you kind of want to know his backstory, like this book is dark. Like it almost reminds me of uh, reading it. It reminds me of like Preacher almost. Oh, shit. So it's 
it's basically he's um he's this superhero where he's got powers like superman but so much more and he has like the power to like basically destroy the planet more than superman does right because he could blend in anything he can shapeshift he can move through walls and he can fly and fight as as hard as superman and um what's happening is is all of a sudden he gets sent by like nasa to go save these astronauts that are stuck on mars and when he gets back to mars all the astronauts are dead and he finds out that they got killed by the white martians which is like his biggest villains right they're the ones that destroyed his planet and killed all his people so the white martians he finds out all these years have been on earth disguising themselves as regular human beings and they're like fucking with his mind and everything so he's like afraid that if they affect his mind he's gonna end up killing like everybody and that's what they're trying to do to him so he goes through this basically it's basically like fox news versus the black lives matter movement (laughs) just the comic book version so he's basically at at a point where he's like, I'm just going to kill myself because I'm like a weapon and I'm so powerful that like if they get, you know, get inside his head that like he's going to kill all these people. No shit. And so like the Justice League kind of tries to step in and say like, you know, like we can help you. And like he he puts like this image in their head that he like dies so they don't like you know go after him or whatever so it's like this big like crazy thing so like you're like reading it and you're like holy shit i can't believe that happened then you find out it was it was just like a like a psychic like vision so it goes back and forth but it's like i don't know i've never heard the writer before but it is extremely well written and i'm only on like the third book of it and uh yeah it's fantastic i think there's two volumes of it before new 52 canned it but uh, definitely worth a read because most of the Martian Manager stuff out there, all you can really read them in is Justice League. There's only a select few solo books out there, and there wasn't very many good ones in the 80s and 90s because they were really focused around him being in the Justice League or him with another character. But this one's like all him. It's like his own story, and you really get to understand kind of like the pain that he faces like being so different than anyone in the justice league because he looks he is from a different planet but he looks like a monster like there's this whole thing this commentary between him and superman where where, you know superman's like we're you know he's like we're the same like we're from a different planet and like we have to adjust and everything he's like no you don't understand like i don't look anything like you and yeah superman you douchebag yeah you're like the perfect man and i look like a fucking giant oscar the grouch so but uh, yeah, it's cool. Like, so it, it was interesting to see that because, every, like I said, every other Martian Manhunter book that I've read kind of takes place in space, and like it's so like overwhelmingly confusing and it doesn't make any sense. This is kind of like he's got to deal with his humanity. He's got to save these people, be a hero, but at the same time fight his his old villains that destroyed his planet. Now they're trying to destroy his new adopted planet. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Interesting. So definitely check that out. Bobby might be the only person on the planet going back to a new 52 book right now <laughs> it's totally With worth only it good, only good things to discover that's so cool bro yeah no i remember like i said i remember reading the first couple of issues and like i just forgot that i had that on my pull list and i was like oh fuck you know what like i was actually hooked on like the first two books so yeah now i'm going back and reading them. i'm like wow this is like this is really well done there's only a select few books i feel like it's one of those hidden gems that was on the shelf, but no one really picked it up because it's like, ah, oh, it's Martian Manhunter. Like, yeah. who cares, right? Very cool, very but cool. It's unfortunate. Anything for, uh, anything for movie news or have you... Uh, yes, today we saw the Bat Tactical Suit released by Zack Snyder on his Twitter page. So we got to see Ben Affleck in a new suit for the new movie and he looks like uh, George Clooney with nipple guards. He looks like Owlman, doesn't he? Oh yeah, kind of. He's got like these... Uh, what would you call them? Like safety goggles, I guess. And he's like welding. It looks like he's welding the Batmobile. Um, but he's got the, the suit looks kind of cool. It looks almost like it's like cemented onto his body. A little bit of a Nolan's Batman uh, for like the chest yeah. cavity and like the stomach cavity that are on there. Yeah. Got a little bit of a little bit of a feel of that. Um, people are already freaking out. Obviously, it's the internet. If people haven't caught on by now, it's just internet rage. <laughs> but uh, they wouldn't call it. They wouldn't name it the tactical suit. 
if otherwise it was his permanent suit, so I would right. imagine it's obviously for some type of whatever they're dealing well, with. Well, they said that at the beginning. Like, they said at the beginning that in Justice League, we're going to see Batman in, like, more than one suit. Like, he's going to have, you know, different versions of it, which is going to be cool. He's a billionaire. Yeah, so we heard that for him. We heard that for Superman's going to be in a couple different suits, um, even Flash. So we're going to see probably like what they've been doing so far. I've been doing a great job of is pulling stuff from the comics. So we're going to see some comic book, you know, costumes come to life, which is going to be really cool. So Yeah, very uh, cool, bro. And then on top of that, I talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, we're going to see we're going to see Deathstroke on the big screen. I remember them originally talking about, I don't know if, if DC threw the name out there. Um, I forget his name. The guy who is cast as Deathstroke. I can't pronounce his name. He's from True Blood. I can't pronounce it, though. Is it Mangiello or something? something like yeah, yeah, you're close. <laughs> I should have my facts straight, but whatever. We're going to keep going here. And um, for some reason, like, I don't know if the guy publicly came out, but someone like denied it and said like, well, no, it's, he's actually not going to be cast in this movie and that's not going to be Deathstroke, but who's to say? And now here we are with, uh, I, I'm pretty sure DC confirmed it or Jeff Johns confirmed it. Yeah, they did. They confirmed that. that actually, yeah, Jeff Johns confirmed it actually. He's a tall dude, so he's going to look a lot bigger than, uh, than Batman and he's going to look probably a lot more intimidating, which yeah. would be really cool. So the footage they showed us, I mean, it looks like a test shot. It I don't is. Know that's what they said. Really, that's what they said, yeah? They said it's test footage. Okay. So, yeah, they're just having him walking around look, and looking badass. So, um, I think what we're going to see there is we're going to see either that's the end of Justice League, like as in like a bonus scene or like an after credit scene. I think it's going to be one of those like... For sure. Yeah, scenes like, where, you know, there there's something that, or like an item someone needs, or maybe like Commando Whaler, uh, or Waller, excuse me, is hiring, you know, someone, and it's Deathstroke or something like that. You One know what? Those, it yeah. almost looked like it was part of Suicide Squad, because he's like, it looks like he's in the same like type of helicopter that they were in Suicide Squad. Same cinematography. Too. So I wonder <laughs> if, if they're going to add that in the Suicide Squad DVD, like where they... I really hope put that put that at the end of that like i don't know like but we've already seen it now right so it's kind of like a spoiler so i don't know what they're gonna do with it but maybe maybe they were just doing that to just kind of see how it would look but uh yeah i don't think he's gonna be in justice league i i think they'll definitely introduce him in justice league but i don't think he'll have a a big role in that they'll probably be like a quick cameo and then set it set it up for the batman movie but i really hope he's not like the main villain for the for the batman movie i don't think he is i really don't like yeah. we're talking about a character wearing a mask which the only character who can pull that off would probably be the red hood yeah just because there's so many layers to that but um we don't really know anything about this guy so why would he be the main villain he'll be like um playing more like a cameo role or something like that kind of like the joker in the suicide squad but i hope so because like i just We've They're been, just not gonna promote the shit out of him like they did with Jared Leto. We've been we've been waiting. We're gonna have to wait a while for uh, another solo Batman movie, and I hope they don't. Like I know a lot of people love Deathstroke, but like I hope they don't like waste a Batman movie on that because I I don't think I don't I don't think Deathstroke is a good solo villain to be honest. Like he works better in other situations, but like to have him as like the big main bad guy, he's he's not as much of a threat to Batman as say the joker would be because the joke yeah, we don't really know his story i mean the cw has their own version which actually right. wasn't a bad version it was really good it's a really good version yeah but the comics one there's he's not really a character with a lot of layers um yeah i think he's he's, he's got superhuman strength or some shit like that and uh i think he's got a healing factor or something like that but um i don't really know anything about this guy yeah i don't know what version they're gonna pick for him but uh yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, I, I would almost like to see, like, a Judas Contract movie would be fantastic. Like, a Titans movie with, with him in it. That would be amazing, but I don't think we'll ever see that. I never say never. They made a Suicide Squad movie, bro, so. Yeah, I know, but still haven't seen a fucking Dick Grayson on screen yet. I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to happen, man. I'm sure they're going to do it, bro. I'm sure it's got to happen. Gotta be, he's got to make a, a cameo in the Batman movie or 
Well, like, what what other villains would you put in a Batman solo movie at this point? They gotta bring the Joker back. They already established him, so... I know, but I don't know if they will. I mean, the Court of Owls is already on Fox. True. So, and, next, and this season coming up for uh, for Gotham is all gonna be Court of Owls, from what yes. I understand. Yes, I believe so. So, I think that's out the window at this point. I think um, they're probably gonna go with more Jared Leto, because the internet was in an uproar, but, I mean... It's just got to be better written. That's my only thing. So true. I think Jared's a great a great actor. I just think they gave him shit to deal with. Like he really we really didn't see too many layers of, of the character in the Suicide Squad. We kind of saw him yelling and all this other crazy shit. But yeah, uh, oh. a method actor. If if you don't have good writing, you know, it's either he goes with what he knows or he just goes with what's off what's off the sheet, what's off the script. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm excited to see the. Uh bonus footage and stuff like that on the Suicide Squad Blu-ray, so yeah. that'll be interesting to see how he, he that made, like, I guess, a little bit more of a taste of what he was going for with that character, but... Yeah. As we all know, a lot got cut out, so... According to him, a move, a full movie's worth. You might be exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> I buy that. They probably filmed a lot of stuff, man. But, uh... Uh, did you read um, or did you hear about anything about Adam Driver comparing uh, episode 8 to the tone of The Empire Strikes Back? I know we're switching gears here. I did. I saw I saw the headline for it. I did not read the article, so you can go ahead with that one. I mean, as far as the article, he's kind of just commenting pretty much on uh, on the job. Um, I forget his name here. Ryan, uh, bu- 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 Ryan Johnson, that's the director okay. of of episode eight yeah he's saying that uh it's, it's definitely like a different tone the movie which is really cool but he didn't really say if it means it's darker people automatically assume that right i don't think it will be it doesn't have to be the first one was pretty dark on solo dies spoilers i feel like the last one's gonna be kind of dark or but speaking of uh star wars i saw mark hamill go ahead <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Not get a chance to meet him, but Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna be like, hey, we met I met Mark Hamill. No, like I got to Fan Expo, went to Fan Expo a couple weeks ago, and um I tried to figure out ahead of time like where everyone was gonna be, right? There's you went, no You went organized, you went prepared. No information anywhere about where anyone is gonna be. You literally there's nothing on the website, it's all like coming soon, whatever. And then when you when you get there, you could kind of Ask people where like people. The Hunger Games, bro. Where certain people are gonna be, but like most of the time they don't know, or they'll say, "Oh, like he's gonna be here from like ten till two, but like no guarantees they'll stay the whole time." So right away, like I, I got, I have um, a copy of Mad Love, so the, yep. the the Joker Harley story, and I already have it signed by Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. So I wanted to get Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill to sign it. So Kevin Conroy signed it, no problem. That was awesome. Yeah. And then I was like, I'll get Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, for Mark Hamill's signature, you have to pay $200 for a signature. Excuse me? $200 for signature. Or you could pay $200 for a photo op. <laughs> so take your pick. But $200 to make Luke Skywalker. $200. So. Hey! Your dogs are like. Shut up! My house is haunted, so sometimes that happens. No, it's all good. They're pissed off too, man. That's bullshit. I know. They're pissed when I came home and I didn't have a signature. So, yeah, like, I, I at least saw him. But, like, then I was like, you know what? I didn't get to meet a lot of people that I was going to meet, wanted to meet. And I had money expecting to pay for autographs, right? So I was like, I got money left over. I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to get a signature for Mark Hamill. That's what I want. Get That's me- awesome get in line go to get in line they're like sorry like we're ending the line right here i'm like for fuck's sakes when's he gonna be back and they're like he's done for the day and i'm like oh my god so then my second like pretty much fuck you was when i went i I went downstairs to artist alley um and i'm gonna i don't know if i'm saying his name right tim sale yeah tim sale it's not sally or anything like that sale Okay. No, nope, no. Nope. 
So artist, like one of my favorite artists, right? He's done Long Halloween, Haunted Night, some the new Captain America series. Very distinctive style too. Yeah, very very cool style. And I and and Long Halloween is like one of my favorite Batman books. So I brought my Long Halloween copy to get him to sign it, and sure enough, there he is, right there. I'm like, perfect. I'm gonna get an autograph from him. He's drawing a sketch, and he didn't want to be disturbed from drawing a sketch. Totally get that. Um, but he wasn't signing autographs until six o'clock at night. So between six and seven, you can get an autograph from him. At his booth or at? At his booth. But in the meantime, he's sitting at his booth doing fucking sketches and he doesn't want anyone to talk to him. So uh, it's almost like, okay, why don't you go take that and go in the back somewhere so people don't keep walking up to you expecting an autograph and you pretty much telling them to fuck off. I can't believe that. Yeah, so I was like super let down because I'm like... And he's like, I'm I'm drawing right now. I'm like, okay. He's like, if you want to autograph, come back at six. And I'm like, damn. Okay. I'm like, wow. Okay. Never mind then. That sucks, man. I'm sorry you had to experience that. Yeah. So then I go to the 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 booth over, and it was Greg Pulo, and Greg Pulo had a booth, but he wasn't at his booth. So people he had people selling his stuff, but like he had like a dedicated signing time. So they have. They have these three stations, like A, B, C, and like you go check to see what time they're going to be there, and then they give you a ticket. And if you have a ticket, you're guaranteed an autograph, no problem. It's like it's like that in New York too. But you got to wait like forever, right? So long ass line, yeah, yeah. So I missed my ticket for for Capullo, and then I missed it for Joe Casada because while I was waiting in line for Frank Miller, Joe Casada was doing his signing at the same time. That's amazing. So I missed it. So I saw Joe Casada, but I didn't get to get anything signed by him. So I'm in line and I'm like, this line is ridiculously long. And they're like, okay, um, Frank's signing at 3.30. You're allowed to get one item signed um, for free. I'm like, I don't have to pay for it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. So one item for free, no pictures. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him. That's what they said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't ask him anything? You can't talk to him. Nothing. So no pictures, and you get your you have to take your item out, place it in front of him, let him sign it, and then you take your item and move move on your way. Because the line was gigantic, like it was huge, right? So like they don't want people like, hey Frank, like loved you know reborn and everything, you know, like the guy is like borderline like on his deathbed, doesn't have time for conversation. Listen, I would have just said you know no questions. And that's pretty much it. You you don't have to say you can't talk to him or look at him. Like, what's that? That's craziness. He was like, by the time I got up there, he was like, he's coughing like quite a bit. But like, he was all smiles. Like, he was like, I I came up with my book. He smiled at me. He goes, hello. And I'm like, hi. And he, he signed it. And I just said, you know, like, thank you so much, Frank. And like, and then he was like hacking up a lung. And he like basically just like waved to me type thing. And then like, I was on my way. But um luckily at the same time he was signing the rest of the crew from the dark knight 3 series was also all there close jansen so what you could do is at from the signing you line up in this other line and you hit all all three of the rest of the guys so you got klaus jansen andy kubert and brian azzarello that's sick so klaus jansen was 15 dollars for a signature i got a story about him i'll tell you but go ahead um he wasn't a very talkative guy um then i go to i'm waiting 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 for these guys andy kubert's gone now so he's gone for the day so i miss andy kubert it's like for fuck's sakes what time is it at this point if he's gone for the day at this point it's probably like 4 35 ish i'm surprised by that or maybe he just left or something because he was like when i was waiting for frank he was in line and I was like, okay, while I'm waiting for Frank Miller's line to move, I'm just going to go get my autograph from these three guys, and then I'll jump back in line because my I'm guaranteed a signature with my ticket. It doesn't matter where I am. So I go to jump in that line and then didn't realize that that line extended around another wall. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, craziness. like, never mind. So I, I'm like, I'll hit him on my way back. He wasn't there, though. But Brian Azzarello, super cool guy. I had a nice conversation with him. He was talking to me about my tattoos and everything and uh that's cool man yeah he was really interested in that so that was really cool to to, to hear that Very and cool. uh 
yeah, so like I like I I mean I got so much stuff from Brian Azarel. Love his run on Futures End. He did you know the Joker book Noel. He's done a lot of cool stuff. So uh, he's like the main DC writer right now, right? And he's taking over Dark Knight. So you're in the ship. He was cool. He's a cool guy. Shook my hand. Um, and I got to meet Frank Miller. But the problem was at the same time I was waiting in line for Frank Miller. I could have been waiting in line to meet Stan Lee. So I had... Oh, shit. Yeah, so I had my buddy wait for me in line for for Frank. I'm like, you just stay here. I'm going to go run and see where Stan Lee is because I couldn't find him anywhere. I'm like, where the fuck is Stan Lee? And I saw someone with something signed and I said, where, where is he? And like, they're like, oh, he has his own section. Like he has this whole, like, it's called the Stan Lee experience and they're, they're selling like a lot of his stuff that's signed and then you can take pictures with him or whatever. So... Walked all the way over there, found him, and they're like, yeah, you just got to get a ticket again, wait in line and everything. I'm like, okay, well, how long is he signing for? They're like, we don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he's got to go, he's got to go. So, like, so I could spend $100, is $100 to get an autograph? So I could spend $100, and I'm not guaranteed a signature. They're like, right. I'm like, okay. That's insane. I'm like, (laughs) so, I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? Do I wait in line for Stan Lee, or do I go to Frank Miller where I'm guaranteed a signature and I don't have to pay for anything. So I would just offer to change his diaper. I'm like, I'll fucking change him. <laughs> get his signature. I don't care. But at the same time, I'm never going to see Stan Lee again. I'm never, probably never going to see Frank Miller again. Cause I've never seen Frank Miller make an appearance in, in Canada before. So I was like, fuck, like, what do I do? So I'm like, well, I'll get four signatures going the Frank Miller route. I get one signature going Stan Lee route and I have to pay a hundred bucks. So I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll take my chances and, and, and maybe I'll hit Stanley on the way back. Sure enough, on my way back, he was just finishing up and then he was done for the day. So I was like, fuck. Because what I they would have been like, listen, I'll have Stan shit in my hand for a fucking <laughs> signature. As long as I can guarantee a signature. At least, you, you know what? At least I got to see him. Like, I did see him signing and he was probably like, I don't know, like 15, 20 feet away from me. So that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah fuck like so many people like i i had a list of people i wanted to meet and like i i only met like three people on that list but kevin conroy was super cool um i thought his line was super long it was it wasn't as long as i thought and i and i'm getting in line getting ready and he says uh and he's got the batman voice right so it's that's badass. Bro. It's like it's so weird, right? Like just to hear him talk. Yeah. So I I come up and he's like, "Where do you want? Where do you want me to sign?" And I'm just like, "Oh, just over like you know, every, you know, because I had Bruce Tim and and uh, Paul D. I'm like, they signed down here. If you want, just sign over Batman. That'd be cool." He goes, "I don't." He goes, "I always have a hard time signing these Batman books because they're always black. I always need a a, a silver marker." I'm like. I was like, yeah, yeah. And he, he's like, wow. He's like, that's a, that's an amazing tattoo. And like, he's like, where is he? And I'm like, what is he talking about? He was talking like about Batman. So I pull up my sleeve. He goes, there, there he is. And it's, so I show him my tattoo of Batman. And for those of you who don't know, I have, I have an, an Alex Ross tattoo of Batman. And every time I see that version of Batman, I always think of Kevin Conroy's voice. I just, because he kind of looks like the Arkham Batman a bit more, yeah. more classic. So I said, you know, I was like, actually, every time I look at this Batman, I think about your voice. And he goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> and he just laughs with like the fucking Bruce Wayne Batman laugh. <laughs> I just I just lost it. <laughs> oh, my! like he got Joker gassed or something. That's yeah. But like as soon as I lifted up my sleeve, they his assistant wanted to take a picture of it. And then these people behind me wanted to take a picture. And here I am like standing in front of Kevin Conroy, where people are taking pictures of my arm, and I'm and I look at him like I'm sorry. I'm like now everyone wants to take pictures with me, and and then he laughed again, and it was like. <laughs> now you're taking you're taking the spotlight away from Batman. How dare you? Clown? He was like he's like oh it's okay it's okay it's no big deal. And he's like the fuck out of my booth, bro. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> I was like do you mind if I take a picture with you? He goes, he goes no, no no he's like of course and I'm like perfect so. Got a, got a pick with them and, and that was cool. But yeah, it was really like, cause, cause you never know, like sometimes when you meet someone who you've been dying to meet, it's disappointing. Like Tim sale. Oh uh, man. And, uh, I, I Tony, so and Tony, Tony Moore. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. 
and Tony Moore. <laughs> from uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead. Who doesn't sign Walking Dead books? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I remember you telling me this experience. Oh, he's such a douchebag. But, uh, yeah, so you never know how to react, right? So by the time you get up there, like, I never know what to say because I'm always like, fuck, like, I don't want to piss him off and I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, he, but I felt like he still wanted to talk to me. He wasn't really rushing me away. And I, yeah. feel, I feel like the people that didn't have photo ops um, were doing that, right? Because with, like, Mark Hamill, if you wanted to take a picture with him at the signing booth, you'd have to pay for a photo op. They wouldn't let you take a picture of him, right? So... That's fan expo. That's not his fault. Um, yeah. So they're like, yeah, you have, you have to pay for the photo op. So um, with Kevin Conroy, he was doing a photo op. So you could literally just go up and talk to him and shoot the shit with him. And he was, he was really cool about it. But That's awesome, man. Um, my my friend who I went with, Dan, he got a photo op with uh, Jillian Anderson. X-Files? Yeah, Scully. So she still looks smoking hot. You know what? She... Uh... She grew uh, like a fine wine. That <laughs> Just aged like a fine wine. Aged like a fine, not grew, aged like a fine Yeah, I was going to say. She uh, she had like kind of like a nerdy look and she was wearing a t-shirt that said uh, um, Chewy's girlfriend. Oh, that's even hotter. Yeah. So she was like all into it and everything. But she was, I didn't get to like go with him into the fall because at the same time I was going into mine. But I, I they were taking pictures at the same time, so I saw her, which is kind of cool. And then I saw her at the at the photo booth or at the the signing booths too. So yeah, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed because I wanted to meet some more people, and I was like contemplating getting signatures from the girl from Arrow that plays Laurel. Oh, uh, her I forget her name. But, she was uh, there, and then the girl from uh, Flash that that plays. Uh, uh, Killer Frost. What's her fucking name? I don't know her name, but... Uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. In the show, her name's Caitlin. Caitlin Snow. So, uh, yeah, they were both there, and like I have giant freaking crushes on them, so I wanted to uh, go over and get a signature by them, but I had literally had nothing for them to sign because I was not prepared for that at all, so... No, that's all good, man. Yeah. So it was, it was fun times, but yeah, like it was like I said, whenever every time someone's asked me so far how was Fan Expo, I said it it was good and it was bad at <laughs> the same time. It's um, it's just a lot of fucking people. And yeah, they it's... put on they put on such a good show, but people kind of forget or fail to realize that there's so much shit going on at the same time that you have to. Pick. I know. I, I I feel like I should have done two days, but at the same time, a lot of those people weren't there on the second day. Like they were just yeah. there for the Saturday. So it's kind of hard to pick and choose like what you're doing. Right. So like I was on a mission, man, to like, I was literally going back and forth trying to like find people. And, uh, cause I, I didn't look at any of the back issues or anything like that, which is what I sp- spent a bulk of my time doing the first time I went. But, uh, didn't buy, didn't buy any any comics or anything like that. I was just mainly focused on getting stuff signed and trying to meet some celebrities and stuff. But yep. Well, that sounds like cool. Uh, that was a good time you had, man. And uh, I'm a little happy I didn't go, but um, maybe I'll go next year. Even though I say that every year. Yeah, it depends who's gonna be there. Like, I, I could see how it could get stale after a couple of years because, like. A lot of those things, like even like the one you went to in New York, it's a lot of the people there are pretty much the same, right? Yeah, I mean New York one, I don't know if it compares to, or maybe yeah, it probably does compare to the Fan Expo. Yeah, it's it's a, just a lot of people, like it's a yeah, lot of. That's bodies. the thing, right? It's hard to get from like one place to the other. Like you're literally walking like baby steps to, to get like, to the next area. Like for panels, people are not only like rushing, running shoving their way to get through it's just uh it's quite the effort and make sure you're wearing some comfortable shoes because you're walking oh big everywhere. time so yeah big time i think this year for san diego or not san diego excuse me new york comic-con they're um is it this year they're relocating to madison square garden so really it might even be bigger i don't know yet where was it when you went the javits center is uh pretty much just like on the water in uh, in Manhattan, it's okay. not a bad uh, it's not a bad venue. It's pretty big. 
We can't. You can't sneak in there without paying, though. You can sneak out, which means <laughs> that you can probably sneak in. I think I told this story. Yeah, that's what I was bringing up. Yeah, I mean, it works twice in a row. I went uh, two times, but like not two years in a row. So I may try it again. We'll see. Who knows? Oh, I, I couldn't get over. Uh, there was this guy, and by the way, everybody at this fucking fan expo was playing Pokemon Go. Like. No, nobody was like looking at where they were going. They were just playing Pokemon Go and trying to find shit. It was that unbe- game has completely changed. Yeah, but everybody's think, attention span. Like, think think about how many like nerds and fan expo there are, right? And so there's everybody's playing it. And at one point, when you're going into the expo, you have to raise your your hand up to uh, show them your wristband so you get in quicker. Yeah. So they have like a line like you're walking real fast. And you, you're like all right put your wristbands up whatever the guy in front of me did not shower for at least 12 days um and when he put when he put his arm up to put that wristband up the bo smell was unbearable i i think it like touched my mouth and uh everyone behind me got hit by it too it was terrible that would have been just like it's not me fucking not me it's yeah. this guy i think I everyone knew i think everyone knew yeah but like come like come on like you're gonna be around people they like fucking shower i agree that's my public service announcement for the night <laughs> if you're going to fact oh. fan expo go on time figure out your schedule and and put on some fucking old spice yeah old spice the fuck out <laughs> Yeah. So, you've been reading anything else besides Detective Comics? Uh, there was also reading Suicide Squad. It's it's not bad. The, the new re- one? Yeah, the new Rebirth. Uh, oh yeah. Squad. I mean, it's a little campy. Like the writing is, um, like it's all about punchlines and like action scenes. So yeah. there's a lot of that with Harley Quinn and stuff like that. Um, the character Boomerang they killed off uh, in today's issue. Wow, okay. Already? Yeah, they they fucking axed him and uh they opened up some type of a uh like a magnetic room that's been sealed off and uh Zod comes right through the um the Phantom Zone. Really? So yeah, it's Suicide Squad basically versus Zod right now. It's pretty dope. I don't know how they stand a chance against him, but No, they're pretty it. Okay. They're, they're, they're <laughs> fucked. Unless Harley Quinn is Whatever, but um, I think the only other person who's got a it's, it's soups Superman has to show up, man. That's the only thing I thought of. I'm like, how else are they to deal with this? Yeah. So who's in this version of Suicide Squad? It's basically the movie uh, lineup. It's um, Deadshot, Harley, Croc, um, Katana. Katana's in it. Yes, Boomerang, who just died. Uh, Amanda Waller. And I think Stephen Trevor is in this. Oh yeah. I think oh, no 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 no. Rick Flag. Uh, Rick Flag. Yeah. Yeah. That's who's in this. They're probably ramping off the movie. You know, those are the characters that are familiar by people now, but through the movie, so that's what we're gonna go with in the comics. They do that quite often. Yeah. Did you read? Uh, you didn't read anything today, right? Because no, the only book I had on my pull list today was, was Detective Comics. I didn't have anything else. All Star Batman. And- all-Star Batman dropped uh, issue two dropped today. Yeah, I, I'm not reading that yet until it's in a collected edition. Okay. No spoilers, uh, but it, it's definitely, uh, it's pretty well written, and you can tell Snyder is having fun writing this. That's what he said. He said this is the most fun that he's had writing a, a Batman story, so. Like, yeah. reading the book today, I'm like, oh, I get what he means by that, because it's a very unorthodox Batman story with batman writing so yeah like i i'm totally down for reading it it's just just i'm not gonna pick up the issues for fucking seven dollars an issue right now oh yeah i forgot about the fucking prices yeah but yeah i i will pick it up um speaking of uh trying to get things i i cannot for the life of me find outcast to watch like i know the season's done now 
they I think they aired the last episode last week or the week before. Um, so I wanted to just like binge it all, right? And I can't find it anywhere. I've even what tried. Show? I've Sorry, even... what show is it? Outcast. Outcast. So Outcast is that Robert Kirkman book. Um, it's an image title. It's about um, it's about a guy that basically has powers that he can force demons out of people's bodies. Oh, on Cinemax. Yeah, okay. but I can't find it anywhere. Like, first of all, I don't think we even get Cinemax in Canada. Um, it, I I saw that it was on FX, which I have that channel. I can't find it on there. I've tried downloading it on iTunes. I've tried torrenting it and, and I've downloaded five different files and none of them work. So like, I can't find the show. I can't like, I'm trying to even pay for the show and I can't fucking watch it. So do I have to fucking pick up the pieces here for you? I think you're going to have to use your, uh, work your magic and try to find it for me. I cannot find like a, a decent file. Like all it does is I'll download it and then it's just the audio. It's not the video. All right. Well, I mean, I'll do my best to, to figure out. But you can't get it on like iTunes Canada. You got to switch your store, which I can't do. And yeah, I can't find it anywhere to stream it. I know they had the first episode on YouTube to watch for free, which is what they've been doing a lot lately with some shows like they had it for Preacher too. Um, but as soon as you go to watch it, it says that you're, I'm in the wrong region again, so you can't watch it. So I guess they don't want other countries to watch the show. So fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, man. Like, what the hell? I'm trying to watch it, goddamn. I'm trying to give you my fucking money. You don't want it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, maybe it'll come out on Blu-ray or something. I'll just buy the disc. No. It's, it's funny. I'm looking up Outcast right now online, and the first thing that pops up, besides the, the Kirkman show, is uh, the Nicolas Cage movie where he plays a sword-wielding warrior. <laughs> That's and, what comes up every time I try to download it. And fucking um, Anakin Skywalker, your boy. Yeah. Anakin. Andy Kristen is right next to him. Yeah, like two of like the the best actors of our time, Hayden Christensen and Nicolas Cage. That's that oh, that's like a uh, battle in itself. It's like the two two of the worst actors trying to outact each other. Darth Vader versus Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Darth, Darth Vader versus uh, Cameron Poe. <laughs> I'm gonna save the fucking day. Oh God bless you, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Wouldn't it be perfect if he was actually our Superman in the 90s? That suit? I, I can't picture that suit actually, like, functionally, like, working. Like, I, can't, I, 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 I can't picture his hairline functionally working. Uh, I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm more of a Krypton protector. Uh, I'm a photographer for the uh, the planet. Jimmy Olsen, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> we gotta stop because we're gonna keep going. Yeah, oh, that's it's what the hilarious. movie would look like and sound like. Holy fuck! They actually almost made that movie. I'm not sure if anybody knows what we're talking about. Yes, there was a Tim Burton Superman movie that they're gonna make, and they made a documentary out of it. Which I have. Probably the best Kevin Smith produced. He produced it, right? The documentary? No, he had nothing to do with it. Or was he just featured? In he was just featured in it. Yeah, he was just in it. Oh, for some reason, because I know that they did that on Batman on Batman. They talked about it, so I don't know if. Yeah, it's like John Wesley. I think his name is. Did That's it? right. Yeah. That's right. It is a guy who basically dug up all this info, and Kev was yep. uh, featured on it. But. Uh... Yep. And I... holy fuck, that almost that almost came out. That almost happened. Yeah, it did. So if you watch that movie, you see like actual footage, like test footage, um, models that they build. They talk to Tim Burton. They talk to the producers and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, you see what could have been. And I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because it would have been a shit show. But could you um, imagine that movie became it was so bad back then that it became some type of a cult classic where. There are people out there who are like, well, we like the Nicolas Cage Superman the best. That they change, like, or that movie is what changed how Superman looks in the comics now. Holy shit. Kind of kind of like the way Tim Burton's Batman changed the way Batman looked because ever since then, he started wearing black costumes. 
Like the, it's, just, it's like the Nicolas Cage verse. Yeah. Cage which verse. Technically, which technically was a Tim Burton movie. So if he was going to put another superhero movie out, he may have included it into the Batman universe. Yeah, he could have made a fucking Tim Burton Justice League. Imagine that. Holy shit. Can you imagine like a Tim Burton, like Wonder Woman movie? Wasn't Marlon Wayne supposed to be Robin? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just remembering that now. There might, there might be. I'm just getting like a poster idea coming here. I'm just saying. <laughs> can you draw? Can you draw a rendition of what that would look like? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's more photo reference that you're using. So yeah, man. Hell yeah. Be hilarious, bro. <laughs> the Burton verse would have just been out of control. I have a blank cover. You can draw it on if you want. Oh no, I'm going like poster mode. Do <laughs> a mural. It'd be hilarious. People would love it for sure. Marlon Wayans. There were some other people in the in the mix too, right? And back in the Oh fuck, who was uh oh no never mind. That was um the animated series. Um I was I was listening to a podcast about that the other day that basically who came in and recorded the Joker? It was uh Oh, it was someone famous too. Oh, you're talking about when um when Mark Hamill was talking about who was originally cast as when they're doing the voices? Yeah, they recorded everything. Who was it? I forget who it is. Oh my god! Fuck, it's gonna kill me now. now I gotta look. Don't worry about it, man. What's your point, though? Uh, no, I just thought that was. I just heard that. And I was like, that's that's fucking nuts. Um, but it was it was such a big name actor. I didn't know how how that like that would have changed everything. It was. Well, in the meantime, while I'm looking it up, um, I'm just thinking about more people in the Burton verse, like Max Shrek. Remember Max Shrek? Yes. None other than. Was that a was that a created character? It was a created character for the movie. You know who played him, right? Obviously. Yeah. Mister. Uh, Mister Walken. Christopher Walken, Max Shrek. Babies. Uh, Oswald, you're going to be mayor of the city. I got nothing. Fuck, I can't find it. <laughs> you know who was a good Catwoman? Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, fuck yeah. I have nothing. I have nothing against that casting. Danny DeVito was actually a good penguin, too. He was a good penguin. Like that, It was like a creepy penguin, but it was... It was cool. You know what part creeped me out is when he bites the nose off. Yes, I was just thinking oh, about boy. that. They used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Like, that was a dark fucking movie. Holy shit. Any luck on... Uh, oh my god, dude, it's fucking killing me. I think you should just let it go, man. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> can't let it go. Oh, shit. No, it's all good. Well, in the meantime, I know you know uh, this. I know you know this. You don't remember who it was? I forget what you're even talking about, bro. The the there was someone that was that was cast, and he recorded everything for the animated series. And then Mark Hamill came in to record some voices, like just for like background stuff. And then they made him. They made him do the Joker, and then they loved it so much they called him back. So the first couple episodes of the animated series, um, it's it's basically him re-recording the original tracks of this other guy, and then like like episode four or five is when you start to see like his version. So that's why like if you watch the, you're right. <laughs> I you know what I think the story I think he tells the story on Fat Man on Batman. But yeah, fuck, I can't remember who it was. It was like a famous actor, but this, but he ended up not doing it because he got cast to do voices for uh, some other cartoon. It was a Disney cartoon, and that's why he couldn't do it. It's gonna drive me nuts. It's gonna drive me fucking nuts. Um, Tim Curry. Yes, fuck yes, that's it. Where'd you Another pull? Rescue. What's up? Where'd you pull that out? Come on, 
It's the guy who played the clown in It. He's the scariest man on the planet. Yeah, I know. I, I'm Googling. I didn't fucking find that. So yeah, it Tim, was Tim, Tim Curry. Tim Curry is technically the Joker in Stephen King's universe. We're going to universe all out today. Yeah, because that would be like a crazy voice to hear him do it, right? But yeah, they he like... He would do a good job on it too. I think yeah, he would. But would it have lasted this long? Probably not. I mean, he would have just bailed on the show because the guy's like... The guy's like a freaking... He's in every movie. He's one of those guys who can play multiple roles. Yeah, he was in uh, Mikhail's Navy. You remember that? <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of Tim Curry right now, and he doesn't look so good. Oh, my God. No, he had a stroke. Oh, no. I can't believe I'm looking at this right now. He doesn't look good at all, man. No. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know what? I'm happy uh, You know, they gave it to Luke Skywalker, and he's our Joker slash savior of the Jedi. Yeah. One more cool thing before I go. When, when I was in line uh, getting my autograph from uh, Conroy, some guy had a, a poster he wanted to sign in. It was of the Grey Ghost. Ooh. Yeah. That was, was a great episode, man. It was sick poster. I was like, where the fuck do you find that? I think that was the first episode. I think that was a season one episode. Yeah, it's it's early. Yeah, it's early on. And you know who did the yeah. voice? That was the first time I think I remember seeing Batman uh, kind of almost get out of character when he was bat- when he was actually like dressed up as Batman. Yep. And uh, that episode, like, it was just so cool to see that Batman geeked out over something he looked His up to. His hero, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just great writing, man. That's all it is. And, and uh, I thought it was cool because of the, the voice of the Grey Ghost. Who is Adam West. Yeah, Adam West. Adam West, man. Representing. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. That's it for me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've uh, finally figured out who the fuck it was, so I can go on with my night. You can live, bro. It's all good. <laughs> that was killing me. I brought up a point. I didn't even have the facts to back it. No, don't do hey, that's what I'm here for, bro. Here, just pick up the pieces, bro. That's what I'll do. All right, but, folks. Um, is there anything, uh, any movies coming up soon that, uh, before we go? Any, anything Nothing yet, man. movie-wise that you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Doc Strange. I know that. For sure. I'm looking forward to Doc Strange. I just well. picked up my copy of Civil War. Um, today I saw that on, on social networking today. And That's awesome. it's the fucking French version. Thank you, Amazon, for sending me the wrong copy. Oh um, shit! So, but there's a sticker on it that says there's Doctor Strange footage in it. So I will be watching that. Um, in French. Whatever, so, bro. I'm sure there's an option in there. So yeah. So I I I think it's uh, it's the bilingual version, but it it's you know how like the. Usually, when you get something, it's it says English first, then French. This is like French first, first then English, and on the back it says "product of Quebec." So, Ooh. Uh, I looked on the website; it's the same one that I bought. So I'm like, okay, I don't. I guess this is the only copy of this. So maybe it's just the Canadian version. Who knows? Hopefully, what it's in English and not like French subtitled or I'm overdubbed. Sure there's uh, an alternative to just the Quebecois version, <laughs> the George Saint Pierre version of Civil War. <laughs> The GSP. All right, man. That's it for us this week. So uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Google Play Music, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, we would appreciate it because uh, we don't get paid to do this. And uh, yeah, we're doing this for the people, for the fans, for people like us. It's the podcast this city deserves. Not the one it needs. Or we just failed. Or we just failed the city. Yeah. The yeah, we're just gonna throw every tagline at the end of this. But thank you for this week. Longbox Society Podcast. I'm Bobby. That's Steve. Have a good night.